Hey, be up all night tossing, turning, mind racing, trouble getting to sleep. Well, welcome. You're in the right place. This is Sleep With Me, the podcast that puts you to sleep with some whistling S's from time to time. We do it with a bedtime story. Tonight it's Super Doll. It's Thursday. And that's our uh, superhero serial story. All you need to do is get in bed, turn out the lights or dim the lights or shut off the lights. Whatever you do, blow out the candles and press play on this podcast. We'll do the rest. The way it works is the podcast is going to create a safe place where you can set aside any worries, anxieties, thoughts, dreams, physical uh, things you're thinking about, worrying about, whatever's going through your brain. Like a hamster on a wheel. We're going to distract you from that. All you need to do is listen to this story. But as the story goes on, it's going to go on and on and on. And there's going to be a lot of talking and a lot of backstory and a lot of exposition city. And at some point, you know, you'll be distracted. But you don't need to pay. This isn't like school. You don't have to pay. You don't have to give me your full attention. And at some point, you're just going to drift off in a dreamland. That's the goal, distract you and then drift you off. And uh, that's what I hope happens. If you're having trouble sleeping, I hope you fall asleep. If this is your first time here, welcome. Test out the podcast, see if it works. It's a no-pressure zone, safe place, no no crap, no, and you don't even got to do anything. You probably use the lie back and see what happens. Um we're on the web at www.sleepwithmepodcast.com. You can, uh, what else? Uh, Superdoll episodes are at www.sleepwithmepodcast.com slash Superdoll. You can get a hold of me, feedback, stories, music. I got some music from our listener Damon this week that he's working on a song called The Transylvania Twist or a reboot of The Transylvania Twist. He might even reboot that reboot. So there. Anything you want to share like that, let me know about it. Feedback at Sleep With Me Podcast. On Twitter, at Dearest Scooter. On Facebook, or you know, Sleep With Me Podcast, I think. Or you can post a comment on the website. Or you can send me a letter. I got this wonderful... I've gotten some wonderful leathers. Uh, leathers. Uh, yeah, in the mail that I bought. But that's not what this, that's my other podcast, the Chaps podcast, Assless Chaps cast. <laughs> but uh, that's an interview podcast where I interview people about their buttless chaps. But um, in all seriousness, about folks, I'll be, uh, let's see, where was I? Oh, I got this wonderful leather, uh, leather. I said it again. I got this wonderful letter. I got some really good letters from some people from their SASEs. I don't want to out anybody. Uh, maybe I will. I got to weigh that, but I have. I got an anonymous one, and I just want to let that person know I got their wonderful leather, that I got their wonderful letter. Let's see. The thing was, the reason why I'm saying leather so much is before the podcast started, I warmed up with this technique where I just learned from a seven-year-old uh, that's in a musical, where you go red leather, yellow leather, lavender leather, and it's supposed to warm up your uh, pronunciation cords. Obviously, mine did not get warm. Mine were over-warmed up, I guess. But I apologize. I got a wonderful leather. leather. 
I apologize. I got a wonderful letter, an anonymous letter. Whew, an anonymous letter. And uh, I just want that person to know I got their letter. And I've got everything in mind. I'm, I'll have some more updates. But I'm glad you're listening. And I'm glad that, like you, everyone else knows that this is a safe podcast. It's here. I'm not, tr- I'm not going to try to pull anything crafty on you now. Now, later, five or six years from now, the codes I'll be planning in your subconscious, they'll come to fruition. But not in the next couple weeks or even months. Well, I mean, unless something happens and I need... But yeah, at some point you guys will become my army of mindless minions where I'll be controlling your minds. But that's just, you know, not that stuff. You don't got to worry about it right now because that's not, it's in the, that's a, far off in the future. And you won't even be aware of it. That's the best part. So you really don't got to worry about it at all. You're not even going to remember me saying this stuff when you're, um, you know, doing stuff like that I tell you to do. But that stuff, so this, honestly, I'm joking. I'm deflecting feelings is what I'm doing. Let's be honest. I'm afraid of my own feelings, and I'm being vul- and being vulnerable. And this isn't this shouldn't be a time to joke. Thank you so much for your anonymous letter. <laughs> Thank you so much for your anonymous letter. And I'm glad that uh, I'm glad you and everyone else finds this podcast something that you can relax to, and let your guard down. And believe me, I got to let my guard down a lot. Uh, to do this podcast, and we'll be talking about that in a future episode, what goes into this. We're about to hit our one-year anniversary together, me and this microphone. (laughs) Oh, boy, we've had some times, me and this mic, and the rest of the stuff in my brain. Um, But thank you, and everyone else that's done the SASE, if if you're interested, just go to sleepingpodcast.com slash SASE. But everyone else, thanks for your letters, your leathers, your tokens, your bus passes, and just your heartfelt words and your licking of stamps when they've needed to be licked and your folding of paper and your sealing of envelopes and double enveloping and that stuff. Thanks. That really means a lot to me, to be honest with you. Deflect it. You know, we got to do the whole, you know, non-vulnerable situation here. Obviously, a man with a boring podcast, there's a certain... um level of masculinity and machismo I have to maintain clearly <laughs> so <laughs> I wish thank you everyone for listening and for trusting me and I'll do my best to be worthy of that trust alright let's get on to the show alright so it's time for another episode of Superdoll when we last left off when we last left off last episode we had Flex Lick Mesomaro and Nine, and they were in the African desert trying to deal with a Nobola outbreak. And they also thought Flex had been kidnapped by some warlords. Ends up he wasn't. They, I think somehow, the, the flowchart content. I don't know. I don't know. Again, I'm an unreliable narrator, but I think they're dealing with the Ebola outbreak. But they also put that on, like they put everybody to sleep or something. And then they're going back to the base because they got an alarm. An alert via flowchart and moth message. So check out that episode if you're interested in what the hell a moth message is. And then the, so they, that carbon man was going to the base. He was going to go back in time and, and ruin time or something. And the episode before that, Electra, Omaha, 
and Carbon Man were at this base with this dude. And he told Carbon Man if he went back in time to save his time, it would disrupt our time. Or not our time, our hero's time. I don't know what it would do to our time. Down here it's our time. Right now it's our time, Goonies. Uh, but it would disrupt time and basically destroy, every, you know, the present present moment because he'd be changing the past. So we that our present and their present would cease to exist. So Electro is going to stop him. So Carbon Man's basically the summary is Carbon Man's headed for their base to retrieve some kind of artifact that can send him back in time. Everyone else is headed back to the base to stop him. I think. All right, let me action voice. You ready, buddy? I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm ready and willing. I mean, ready. I want you to take it, buddy. Thanks, buddy. You're the best. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Tonight, another episode of Superdoll. Somewhere on Earth, a team of superheroes patiently awaits for Earth's greatest hour of need. They wait for a moment in time when they are called upon to defend our planet against a force only they can defend it from. Our heroes await a moment when they must rise up against an enemy so strong only they can defeat that enemy and save us all. This is the tale of those heroes. This is the tale of their waiting. This is Superdoll. Alright, so get ready. so here here's where we are right now. We're in a, a lobby area. Looks like kind of like a lobby of a bank, but there's some sort of, there's like one of those marble floors, but there's some sort of thing on the floor. I don't know, mosaic type thing or inlay. Some sort of symbol, like government type symbol. So maybe it's not a bank, maybe it's some sort of government office. But then you look, looking around, you notice there's no windows. There's just this one thick door. And then in a unbelievably cinematic fashion, the door, and this is something you're familiar with because it happens all the time in movies, starts to tremble a little bit. And then it trembles a little more. And then wait a second, and you're thinking to yourself, is that door changing colors or is it me? And then you're like, wait a second, it is changing color. It's turning like a, a magenta, slowly turning a magenta color and trembling more. And wait, there's a light, white light, white hot light at the edges. And then, the doors burst open in a non-awakening way that only can happen in this podcast. The doors fly open, who's standing there? But Carbon Man, his wrists, where his hands are or would be, are smoking. And he strolls into this lobby, he looks around, nods his head. And he walks through the lobby, and it's like kind of a long lobby. Uh, probably whatever the this building was previously used for. Uh, he's just walking through this lobby, walking. Goes past the security desk, empty. Looks like this, you know, lobby hasn't been used in a while. Then he goes through. Uh, I don't see any metal detectors, so this might predate. But it's, it's uh, not dusty, like it's been kept up, but, but I don't know. And then he goes down, and we kind of lose sight of him. But then we catch up at another door. 
This door, not quite as thick, but still thick. He only uses one arm. Blasts it open. Goes through. And then we start to recognize stuff. Wait a second. This is the base that our heroes were at. We see like a computer console that maybe Flex was at. Maybe we remember. Maybe we were asleep. Maybe it was in a dream. But you know, you've seen these before. Some sort of computer central with screens. It's off right now, except for like a couple blinking lights and stuff. You know, keyboards. More modern, but not ultra-modern. Well, you know, fits our present day. You got some plasmas up there. Not No LED, no 4K displays, though, or anything. You know, this isn't a Magnolia Entertainment showroom or anything. And uh, he walks around, Carbon Man. He looks around, and he sees kind of, you see, like, comfortable chairs and then a conference table. And it's like, oh, wait, wait a second, we've been in this room before. Because our heroes have been in this room. This is where they kind of do business. And Carbon Man goes out to a cabinet, like built into a table or something. I don't know. Cabinet pulls it open. As he might he, like he knows it. Pulls, starts pulling some blueprints out. Lays them out on the conference table. And let's take it from there. Let me get out of the way of the story. Or do my best to do that. I mean, as an ignorant or what, what not ill-informed, what am I? Ill-informed narrator, misinformed, prone to uh, assumptions. Yeah, best best uh, turn back over to Carbon Man. Except that Carbon Man's voice and my voice are a little similar, so don't let that. Like I have this this I'm whispering, not whispering, but uh, confiding in you, like a narrator would. And okay, okay, I'm gonna get out. Okay, Carl, level after level here. These blueprints. And uh, where I don't see any, it's got to be somewhere on here, some secure vault. There so many sub-basements. Why pick it? Why, why'd they have to, where, oh, lecture, where would you hide the, uh, where would you hide something valuable when she's too smart to put in a safe? It's got to be somewhere obvious, like obvious that we wouldn't think, which would be, a safe. She would put it in a safe. Yeah, sub-basement triple Z. I know we're down there. Lights are out. I'm not going back down there again without a flashlight. I don't know. Think like Electra, man. Should I should have taken that catatonic man with me and gotten out of him? What a... Where they would have been, what the, I should have even figured out what the artifact was. I just shot off Carbon Man, shooting on, I'm calling myself Carbon Man. I got, these people are getting to me. They've got to be on their way here. There's no way, I don't think I can beat them as a group. Even two or three of them alone, and I take two waves of them. Let's see. Need to create some kind of damn some distraction. Let's see. Oh, maybe a fake. I wonder if they have. Uh, I remember Oma was telling me about how they made the oranges and new black and video. She said they made movies. They make a new. If I could do a news over here, let's see. Let's see. 
Uh, yes, uh, this is uh, Jerry Jerryson coming in from, uh, thank you, uh, Walter, Mr. Cronkite. Uh, yeah, I'm live here at the uh, uh, impact zone where the, uh, the communists have decided to launch a full-scale attack on the uh, uh, world at large, and they've launched their missiles across the entire world. And we're just waiting because they're up in the air there. They shot the missiles, and the bombers are circling the globe. And we're just all here. Walter, I think this is the time. If you have found something to believe in, it's time to believe in it, Walter, because in a, if there was a time for heroes to rise up, and no, no, that doesn't. Oh, wait a second. What about a tsunami? Hey, 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 Electra. Hey, uh, good to see you. Did you guys hear? You guys made it through that tsunami? You didn't hear about the tsunami. Oh, I guess you guys were coming here to stop me. No, yeah, I'm not going back in time. I'm going to. I was just going to get um some, uh, like, uh, those flipper things you put on your feet and the the straw thing to try to rescue some people from the tsunamis that engulfed the whole world. But you guys probably don't know about that because you're so obsessed with stopping me. But I'm not going back in time. I need oh, we got to get out there. And that's why I was going to get these flitting. No, they shouldn't buy that. Uh, what else? What about Canada? What about Canada? Oh, oh, I can't. Hi, hi, guys. Oh, I'm just too sad. I can't. You, yeah, no, I'm not going back in time. Of course not. I'm devastated. You guys didn't hear about how Canada broke? And then it uh, it smashed, started smashing into all the other continents. You haven't felt the earthquakes? They said they're coming. Uh, it's too much like the uh, tsunami. I can't do some sort of crazed insects. Omaha, I'll figure that out. The tectonic plates, that other lady, figure that out. Hmm. Oh, man. Alien, alien attack. They'll see right through that. Damn, if only I had some kind of deterrent. Something to deter them from... Uh, well, I'd still need to... If I had more time, I could find this thing. Or <sighs> Natural disaster. Oh, man. Hello, carbon man. <laughs> Fire on. Who are you? Don't worry, carbon man. I'm not here to get in your way. I just heard you talking about natural disasters and deterrents. I'm Brad. Brad who? I'm Brad from NAG. I'm the, uh, we've, we've never met before. I've been looking forward to meeting you. Okay, just stay right there. How'd you get in here? Ah, uh, you, the, the, remember? Oh, yeah, I blew open all the doors. Are you alone? Right now I'm alone. I mean, I have, uh, Nag's forces are assembling, of course, outside the base, Carbon Man, but I'm all alone. I do all the negotiating and team building, and I bring in speakers for our heroes and supply runs and things like that. So yeah, I'm the main negotiator, the uh, the point man between Nag and, and our our team here. Okay, well, what what do you want? Well, I just heard you talking. It's too bad you don't have a natural disaster weapon to uh, trigger a natural disaster somewhere. Wouldn't that be convenient? Yeah, it would. What do, you, what do you guys got? Some kind of natural? Well, we got it in development. It uh. It, uh, you know, just like you said, it would be a deterrent or a distraction. But no, it's, uh, all we can do right now is, uh, we can move puddles, believe it or not. 
So if you had a puddle, we could push it a little bit. And uh, that's taken about $45 billion. But uh, we're working on a carbon man. In 5, 10, 15 years, we'll be able to uh, create the threat of natural disasters if we need to. Well, that's... Well, that doesn't do me any good. Why'd you even bring it up? Oh, Carbon Man, I just want to show you that, uh, you know, I'm thinking just like you. And uh, we've been following everything you've been doing. We've been monitoring our team. And uh, I wanted to offer you my help. What do you, what do you mean you want to offer me my your help? Well, Carbon Man, I think uh, you're in search of a certain artifact, are you not? You, do you know where the artifact is? Because I'll just, I'll just, I could just burn you. I could send you very badly, Brad. And your strong jaw, I could, you know, make it less strong. And I could even use microwaves just to, you know, just to damage the interior of your jaw without the damaging the... Whoa, Carbon Man, whoa. Don't uh, trigger your microwaves or whatever on me. No, I'm talking about uh, working together. I know you're trying to get back in time to stop that awful alien invasion that's coming to Earth. We and Ag know all about it. We've been uh, listening into your conversations, monitoring them, and uh, we're concerned about it, very concerned. And we've been concerned about this whole time travel thing for a very long time here at NAG. What, what does uh, NAG, NAG stand for again? What are you, you guys like the United Nations? Yo, exactly, we're Nations United. To together with, with, with the support of uh, corporations, of course, to together, to uh, make sure everything runs smoothly here in the, our world on Earth here, very smoothly. Everything runs well, very well. Okay, so what do you, what do you want? Well, we've we've been uh, we've been thinking about the situation, Carbon Man, and we think that the aliens probably did send you forward in time to trap you here. And we're afraid that the past is going to catch up with us. We've been conducting time travel experiments for quite some time now. And uh, we, uh, we were, were, what we're afraid is they sent you forward in time and they're still fighting the battle in the past now. And at some point they'll win and the whole present will be wiped out and they'll be our alien overlords. And we can't have that. I mean, we're the... We're running things here, and we don't want the aliens running it, clearly. And so we almost think our heroes are misguided, and they're trying to keep you here instead of keeping you from going back and saving us. And maybe there's some sub, some, sub, subconscious jealousy because they're on call or confusion about how time travel works. But let me tell you, okay, what do you mean? Well, that's the same thing I'm thinking, is that the aliens tried to get rid of me, or it was an accident, like the particle beam, and I jumped. But do you think, I don't know, they said if I go back in time and I change time, this time will be gone. But you're saying is if I don't go back in time, the aliens will change time and will be gone. Right, Carbon Man, you'll be a hero saving us from... The time, chi- there's a change in time coming towards us. What we did was we took two identical twins. We placed them in two separate bunkers, identical bunkers. We gave them identical pets. And then we began conducting experiments on them slowly over time. 
And the, okay, wait a second. I don't know. I'm not a scientist, so I don't know why you, do you have a, okay. So what we did was the men were 24 years old when we placed them in the bunkers. Now, one man we implanted with a, a kind of uh, uranium, uh, plutonium 26 save 75B, deep inside of him, where it would slowly be released over 20. Okay, wait, this sounds, okay. I'm still trying to wrap my head around this time travel thing. Do you guys think you can help me get back in time? And if I don't, the present will be destroyed. The aliens will win, is what you're saying. It's exactly what I'm saying, Carpenter. Man, you're the hero that needs to make a hard decision and go back in time and save things. And so if I save things, will this pre- what will happen to this present? Well, Carpenter, man, we think that uh, it'll stay the same because you're supposed to go back in time. You get it? If you came here and this is all real and you're meant to be a hero and go back in time and save us and you save us from the past that's not here yet before it takes over with the aliens taking over, the, well, they'd be our overlords or whatever. I don't know anything about these aliens. only thing I remember about them is that they killed your partner. They took his life in the first invasion. Is that correct, Carbon Man? They sound like awful, awful aliens. Yeah, well, they did take him to 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 put things in context. Um, we there was a I guess there was a nuclear test that we accidentally we accidentally um, blew up the rest of their planet testing some. Not me, you know. But okay, I'll be honest with you. A couple of the heroes. There was this nuclear test that got out of control here on Earth. And uh, we had, the only way to save Earth was to push it into outer space. And we were arguing about where to push it. And there was this one Brainiac with it, this guy called Brainiac. He knew everything. And he was telling us, you got to go around the moon, pick up some slingshot thing, slingshot out to some other, one of those stupid planets that's out there, Neptune or Venus or one of them, not, not Pluto. I don't even know. One of the boring planets. And then shoot it past and into the sun, ideally, or towards the sun where it gets sucked in by the sun's gravitational pull, something. But, you know, when we got out of the space, it was boring. Oh, man. Because we had saved. They already knew we had the nuclear weapon. So it was like all this partying going on. I was younger. So we just threw the thing. And I guess it blew up the aliens home planet or caused some sort of disaster and then they there there was like a big ship of military ship like armada that was out and then they got back to planet was destroyed and they monitored you know they checked their videotape or whatever you guys call that stuff VHSs and uh they saw that we had destroyed it followed us back and that was the first invasion because they said you know and then I guess they must have regathered strength, and I don't know if they re—I don't know what they did, but they had that, and then they fought. Oh, Carbon Man, that's a tragic tale of uh, tragedy for those aliens, but that doesn't make two wrongs don't make a right. Heroes know that, don't they? Yeah, but you—you you, be honest, Brad. Um, I don't—I don't think I like you. Oh, Carbon Man, not many people do. People fear me because I'm in a position of authority. And I'm incredibly good looking. 
I'm also, uh, you probably never heard of uh, some of the, you know, different uh, athletic routines we do. I do, I go to a gym, I do workouts, I do squats, deadlifts. Yeah, how much do you deadlift there, uh, Carbon Man? Uh, just dead. I would don't lift anything dead. I prefer. Well, anyway, uh, that's what that's what the story is, Carbon Man. All right. Well, anyway, Brad. Um, so I'd rather. I, like with the Brad, you, Brad, you're really confusing me, to be honest. And now I'm thinking about my partner, and I'm feeling a little guilty about the. You know, I've been repressing the guilt about destroying the alien planet or whatever. I mean, we had no intention of doing it. Well, yeah, if we had followed what we were supposed to do, I don't know. But, but I got to quit, Brad. I need to get down to brass tacks because they're going to be here any second. And uh, I need to, uh, what do you know about this artifact? Okay, Carbon let me tell you, I know a lot about it. It is a scroll-like object is the best we could tell. It is in possession of one of the team members. I'm not sure who at this moment. Now, if you unfold the scroll and think about the exact moment and you say that it's some sort of uh, it's a secret word which we've learned. We've been listening in to that uh, base with that catatonic guy, believe me. And uh, we just we just have not been able to figure out until recently when it was moved from the base. We, 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 we picked up some sort of uh, I, I don't know. I'm not the scientist in this team. But you say uh, Constantinopolovra. 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 That's like some the active word. And then you think about when you're going, where you want to go. You hold the scroll with both hands and you go there. And the scroll goes with you. Now, there's two things, Carmen. I'm thinking you could go back. Now, you won't be there if you appear the moment after you disappeared. So you won't have to worry about any kind of running into yourself. I don't know if they showed you back to the future, but you shouldn't watch anyway. It'll only confuse you. And the only worst-case scenario, we think, Carbon Man, we don't believe that you could erase our time. The worst-case scenario is you go back there and there's nothing there because the past is already gone. And then you just come back here. Or, Carbon Man, to be honest with you, it could be the past is some void and you'll be gone forever in some sort of heroic act, trying in vain, I guess, to save the world, but in some sense saving the Well, you'd be sacrificing yourself, Carbon Man, like a hero, a true hero would. Well, Brad, you're really, you're a smooth talker, man. So Constantinopolovra, I love that way that sounds, so I'll remember that forever. And uh, so I get it, so... I just got to figure out who has it. I don't know how I'm going to get it off the team, though, because I don't think I can get the drop on all of them. And, uh, well, Carbman, hear me out here. Now, there's a lot about Nag and this team of heroes you don't know. They're, they're their own nation here, and we have a treaty with them to defend Earth from outside forces, but to stay out of Earth's affairs. And now uh, the team has broken that, unfortunately. But we'll, we'll, we'll get to that at some other point, Carbon Man. The thing is, when you have a team of people with superpowers, not everyone's like you, a hero. Now, this team, they're good people. They're good folks because we've trained them well and they, 
They they stay out of human affairs for the most part and next business and business, our business affairs and our takeovers and, you know, our international operations. But uh, other teams of heroes in the past have, you know, they've wanted to, uh, it's been a, a fine line they've crossed. And we've learned the hard way to just say, hey, defend us against the outside aliens attacking like you're about to do. A hero, Carbon Man. Now, Nag, we got the robberies and all that stuff under control, Carbon Man. But, uh, you know, you know we, we, we don't think we have them, you know, resources to defend against some strange, you know, what if there's a demigod from another universe that comes here and tries to eat, eat Earth? That's what the heroes are there for. But we also worry, you know, as, as people are tend to do, of like, what if these heroes get a bright idea? They don't like Nag. And they don't think, uh, one the one soda for every child initiative, they, you know they get some high and mighty thing about uh whatever, or they think uh they should be meddling in on the education of children, of uh you know service sector job service you know learning how to be a good you know worker kind of thing, but they these heroes they didn't they know better but just in case they don't, we have a deterrent carbon man, you remember back in your day where we had the nuclear deterrent. And it sounds like something went wrong with it with you and these aliens. And you guys are kind of the deterring against the aliens. That's why they sent you here, because you can no longer deter them. Okay, Brad, you're uh, you're over-talking or something. What's your point? My point is, we selected these heroes for a very clear reason. One, their ability to work as a team. Two, their complementary powers. And three, Carbon Man, our deterrent. A very clear and well-defined weakness. Each of our heroes has a terrible, terrible weak spot. We at Nag have weaponized their weak spots. So at any moment, we can take them out if need be. Now, we don't need to do that. I can see a look on your face, Carbon Man. We just need the deterrent. All you need to do is take one of them and hold them. And Electra won't, won't let one of our team members be harmed. And just say, give me the uh, artifact or I'll take you out. And Carbon Man, worst case scenario. And you'll have to decide what kind of hero you are. If you want to save us from the past, that's coming back to get us with the aliens, as we believe it is. And I know in your heart you do too. You know those aliens are, even though they're, they're reacting, they don't think they're bad guys. But the, they are. They're going to destroy Earth as we know it and take over. And, and we'll probably have to wear, you know, wear some electric shock collars or whatever the, they decide. Not good. So we could take out the entire team, but we don't want to do that, and neither do you. Okay, well, what, what, what you, how do you know their weaknesses? What are their weaknesses? Well, for example, we, we, we selected them. With This was one of the top things. In my soul, your friend Omash can control most creatures of the worlds, insects, mammals, birds, moths. But she has a terrible allergy to cats, a terminal allergy. If you have uh, a dust, as I do in this, this small vial here of concentrated cat dander. So why don't you take that carbon, man? And all I would have to do is enter the air and... And that would be 
she'd be slowly disabled and then, then taken out. But as long as it's sealed in this capsule, she's perfectly safe. So that's her weakness, cat, cat dander? Yeah, like I said, we've chosen them, clearly, for, for their weaknesses. What about that guy, Lick? Uh, Lick, he, he, seems, he, he seems to think he's pretty tough. Well, Carmen, you've never seen him when he gets ready in the morning because he has to put on a, a special sunscreen, uh, SPF 50. But it's, uh, you know, he reapplies it. He, you've probably never seen him, but you probably notice he has a little sheen to him and that sunscreen. Oh, yeah, I thought it was always like he was like one of those people with a little silver in his skin. That was some result of his powers. No, he's terribly allergic to the sun. It's one sunburn. And our friend Lick will be no more. It'll burn right through him, the sun's rays. Just, it's complicated. Probably just wiping away a little of that sunscreen. So the sun would burn him and, and hurt him? It would. Or this uh, sunlight flashlight right here in my palm. Just against his skin if you just wipe it with a little bit of rough. And, uh, you know, take him by his... Wipe a little bit off his neck and press this against him. Oh, wow. You guys have thought this out. What about nine? Well, that's why I sure hurt. she's a nine-volt battery. Would you believe that, Carbon Man? What's a nine-volt battery? Well, it's a kind of battery. Uh, it's got things. Kids stick it on their tongue. It kind of hurts. But to her, there's something about it. I don't understand it. Something about maybe this, these ridges here. You see this? That's a, that's a battery. Uh, don't worry about it, Carbon Man. You just press these two things, these two circles against her. That's it. Strange. I know we don't understand how people get their powers or their weakness, but it's a 9-volt battery to any part of her flesh. Circuit will be closed, and so will she. Strange. I, I, again, I, I mean, I'm a, I have a, I understand it because I did it. Don't, don't worry about it, Carbon Man. What about that dude, Mesmaro? Oh, Mesmaro, he's a... Ms. Morrow, he's a diabetic, so we, we uh, have a sniper outside, and we, 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 if we do need to attack, we just shoot him full of sugar water, and that'll be it for him. You guys are crit, and then flex. Uh, pollen, he's a terrible pollen allergy. He has nasal implants in his nose, so his nose cavity, so his nose cavity's blocked off, but we believe if we uh, hit him with a, uh, a concentrated allergy uh, bomb, or a, a shot, again, similar, it would take him out. Wow. And then what about Electra? Well, Electra, she's the, uh, she has the most interesting, uh, you know, she's the power of emotions. She reads emotions. She controls emotions. But Electra, her weakness is the cry of a baby. And so we just have speakers, or we have this on this, this thing here. This is a tape recorder. You just press play, and a play of a sound of a baby. And at first, it'll just dis instantly disable her, and she won't be able to attack you or think straight. And eventually, but you know, her brain will kind of uh, liquefy, not five, ten minutes. So those are, those are any of these things here, Carbon Man, on the table here, uh, you could use. I'd recommend the 9-volt battery or the cat dander or the baby's cry. Well, they, why you, I don't I don't fight women. Oh, come on, Carbon Man, show some respect. Most of these women are gonna take could easily take you out, and they're gonna be here any minute. So you better 
well, I, 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 I'm just going to use it as a deterrent. I could use any of these, right? I feel like if, if the pollen, or uh, I, I, I'm just going to have them laid out here. Why don't you just go and get your forces ready? They're going to know you're here too. And I'm going to make my decision. But I'm not sure I trust you. I, I don't know. You're such a dirtbag. Well, Carbon Man, you, you, I may be a dirtbag, but I know you're a hero. And so I don't need your respect. I need you to protect the good people of Earth and the people back there. Don't you get some uh, a lover or a friend or your team members that were left? To, and these are the people that took your partner's life. And the past is coming. It's going to take our heroes out, too, with the rest of us. So I don't know what the aliens have up their sleeve, but when they get here, it's like an echo. You know, like a, they talk about butterfly wings in the in the river. And it running deep, and then a pebble goes in, and the waves go out, and soon they'll catch up with us, and it'll all be gone, Garbage Man, all the heroes. So everything, everything we know probably uh, will just be, you know, whatever, probably, you know, maybe that would have, who knows, Garbage Man. I get it, I get it, Brad, I get it. Now get out of here, and yeah, have your forces ready. And uh, if you're listening to everything, I guess you're going to know if it goes bad, okay? But I'll get the, uh, don't worry. I realize I'm a hero. I don't like defending you, but I'll defend everyone. Now I'll get back in the past, I think, uh, with this stuff. So get out of here. Oh, man, that bread is a jerk. So this is it, Carbon Man. I guess it all makes sense. Especially, the, I can't believe that babies cries. This 9-volt, I can't believe this is a battery. This time I saw a battery weighed 55 pounds. All right, well, I got to get ready. I'm just going to sit here. Should I hide these weapons? I don't know. Let me think about it. Oh. All right, folks, that's probably a good time to stop. That's Carbon Man. Pained by his trying to figure stuff out, and a little bit of stuff's coming to a climax, I guess, soon. So stay tuned to next week. But I hope you're asleep because this wasn't really a uh, climax with a you know a lot of action. So just a lot of stuff stuff going on. But uh, good night. All right, I'll talk to you soon.